And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to a makeshift, tidy, on-the-move edition of the Warriors All-82 podcast. I'm actually on my way to Oklahoma City as we speak for what should be an interesting road trip, but... uh, I am not. You are not. You are not. Uh, You know, this was one of the the last minute, you know, just throw a road game on the schedule the week before uh, trip. So uh, it's understandable you're not going. But I don't know. I felt last night was uh, notable enough that we should have a quick, probably going to be a little 20 minute Warriors All 82 podcast. To me, the subject's obvious. Uh, You know, I titled this podcast Jonathan Kaminga's statement kind of because it felt like a, a statement game for his situation early in his third year. Uh, I'm going to throw it to you because, like I said, this will be somewhat quick podcast. What? How do you kind of wrap up your thoughts on uh, last night? I get that it was about Jonathan Kaminga. Uh, I more feel like Jonathan Kaminga was essentially the deliverer of a message that everybody above Jonathan Kaminga needs to hear, <laughs> right? Like, um, obviously, it was big for him. You know, obviously, uh, it was an incredible response to essentially being benched or being told he was going to be benched. But to me, the bigger message is that the idea that they can somehow tell Jonathan Kaminga, yeah, we're not going to need you for the near future, uh, is a gross, to me, a gross miscalculation of who they are. Uh, and they got that message. They tried to play without him. They tried to lean against a, against a team they should beat handily, and they needed Jonathan coming up to save it. So it, it was a bit of a metaphor <laughs> for, like, where they are and where they stand. And just talking to people behind the scenes, it felt like, it felt like they kind of get that. Like, that was, the, that was the revelation of the night. Like, we're, we're probably not good enough to just be telling guys, yeah, you're not going to play for a while. Where you know the people, the people who you replace Kaminga with, aren't dominating enough for you to not need Kaminga. So it was it was about him, but it was also about them getting the message, and it feels like they got it. Yeah, I mean, let's just start with Kaminga's night. So since the first thirty-one minutes, no, you know, Nosey's out of the rotation, um, but they're you know, and will would not play a minute. Was the crazy part about that night? They didn't necessarily have to even play that well, right? Just like be tied with the Blazers in the third quarter, like look like you're probably going to win the game, and Jonathan Kaminga doesn't get off the bench. But they're down 11. Uh, the Shaden Sharp, Anthony Simons athleticism is a problem for them, uh, and they go to, to Kaminga before 55 left in the third. Uh, he has a steal and a dunk, and you could tell like that was such a moment. You see how Steph was during that 10-0 run, which, you know, he was kind of like – Oh, yeah. Oh, he yeah. Like, you know, he was – when Kaminga, there's a really good back view of the Kaminga steal and dunk where Kaminga jumps the passing lane, steals it, 
and he's still at basically at half Steph court. Steph doesn't even see you know it. He's gonna go, he doesn't even see the dunk. He does dunk. not yeah. even look. He turns at the bench and yells at the bench. Then like, he starts screaming, let's go. Like, let's go. Yeah. When and a 35-year-old like trying to hype you up. Yeah, it didn't feel like a let's go awesome play. It felt like a, hey, we need to do more of that. Like, come on. Like, telling everybody. Um, you know, maybe it was the, the coaching staff. Related. I don't know exactly who he's roaring at. Um, but anyway, Kaminga goes six to six. But like, he has not had this like flawless season. Uh, he had a great preseason, but then he was kind of tentative to open the season. Obviously, you know, he goes for the jumper too much. He was part of their turnover problems. I remember one of the Thunder games at home. Uh, he had a, like a two or three turnovers, a little spurt that really kind of flipped that game when the Thunder came back. So it has not been perfect from Kaminga. But uh, the last few games, like, it seemed like he was trending in a good direction. And then the way he played in the last 17 minutes, the way he did respond is positive. Everything was at the rim, six to six all at the rim. Going through Shaden Sharp, he had a transition layup that was like he had beat Shaden Sharp, uh, uh, you know, on, kind of on a lob over the top. And then he just went right by Matisse Dival. Like, these are not easy people to score over. And he just looked like an elite athlete among elite athletes. And, and then he gets the steal at the end. And, um, they closed with them. The one thing, you know, you do that, like, I understand the criticism heading Steve Kerr's way for not having him in the rotation. He did go to him and he did stay with him. You know, there were times I was looking over the bench. I'm sure you were doing the same. Like, who's he taking out? Especially at the 530 mark when they're down six. I thought he was going to yank Kaminga. He yanked Paul. He yanked Moody for Clay and Wiggins and kept Kaminga in. Like, that's notable. Uh, where does it go from here? You know, honestly, I don't think it goes, like, directly to Kaminga. <laughs> right. I mean, do I you think he gets? Like, All right, Kaminga, you're in. Do you think he gets a DMP <laughs> in Oklahoma City? Is that what you're trying to say? I don't think so, but you know, Kerr does this thing where he essentially will guarantee minutes to somebody. Like this guy's like in the publicly, rotation. This guy's publicly. in the rotation. Yeah, this guy's in the rotation. I think where it goes is he can't do that. He can't. He can't say it's guaranteed for anybody. I mean, Steph. Draymond, I put him in there. I'd actually even go with Wiggs. Just because the, the, you just need wings. You need wings badly. Yeah, as we saw with Kaminga last night, right? Yeah, yeah, you just need wings so badly. The thing is that, like, he isn't going with these guys. I just think he needs to be able to look at the situation and look at the game and decide based on that. Based on how people are playing, based on the matchups, based on what they need. Uh, as I wrote in my piece, it, he's he's probably gonna he doesn't want to, but he's probably gonna have to treat the regular season, especially in the uh, in the immediate future, more like a playoff series than than just a regular season. Like it's gonna have to be game to game. It's gonna have to be based on matchup. You know, it's gonna have to be that way instead of just saying we got our nine guys. They're, they're trying really hard to do that, but too many of the nine guys just aren't producing. And at this stage, you just can't wait for them. So I could still see a future where Kaminga doesn't look particularly good and he ends up, you know, spending, you know, playing just 13 minutes or something like that. It just needs to be like a very obvious reason why he isn't playing. Like this person is playing really well, you know, or, or, or he came, he's or in, foul he trouble came in like had that. two turnovers. Fouled twice, didn't rebound, and, like, you know, he had a bad five minutes. Stand. See, I don't even think that's enough. I don't think that's enough. And to me, the problem is that they, they've been operating for the last two years like, hey, Kaminga, in order for you to play, 
you have to do these things because essentially we can win without you. You've got to earn your way onto the court. I think they're in a position where they they can't like they can't lose what Kaminga brings in order, you know, in order for him to teach him a lesson. Like they can't, they can't sacrifice what he brings by trying to avoid what they don't want from him. Like they need what he does too badly. And maybe not 30 minutes a night, maybe not guaranteed, but they can't certainly can't afford to just be like, yeah, you're out. Like they're going to need athleticism. They're going to need size. They're going to need physicality. They're going to need somebody in the dunker spot. So to me, it feels like they can't do the whole two turnovers, now you're done, right? It needs to be more like, listen, Moody's playing exceptional, right? Or, you know, Draymond is really clicking right now. Or, you know, it needs to be that. It needs to be their strength is outdueling your strength. Because otherwise, you could say, he's he's had two turnovers, he came out, so we're going to go with Wiggins. Well, that don't mean Wiggins is killing, right? So they just can't afford to have ineffective players, like, guaranteed time on the court uh he doesn't want to do it i was talking to players in the locker room they they don't really see the vision of how you can play 10 11 12 guys regularly because they're such a team that's based on rhythm which means you need minutes but they just to me that just has to be the future like what do you need tonight what do you need tonight what do you need this quarter what do you need right now and everything is on the table that to me, I feel like what's next. And they can't be like, well, he wasn't good in the first quarter, so we're not coming back to him. Nah, they, they, they got to get it. I think Steve Kerr has to get out of that mindset. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The other thing is, I mean, we, we, we know and understand that a lot of this kind of early season thing that's going on is about, you know, protecting, you know, the personalities of the locker room, and we call it the egos, whatever you want. But it, the veterans, obviously, within this have been prioritized, Clay particularly. Um, you got to, like, watch with Kaminga, too. You know, like, you know, how he takes all this. Because to DMP him in his third season, after he has, like, he has not been perfect, but, like, he's been better than some of the veterans that we're talking about. And I understand, look, these guys have earned it. Wiggins earned, uh, you know, uh, more patience considering how he played in the playoffs two years ago, where he's at, you know, as far as stature in the league. But Jonathan Kaminga's earned some stuff too, right? This is not rookie year, Jonathan Kaminga. And I can't imagine how tough it's got to be for him. Forget just the veterans. How about like Pajemski's like clearly over him? I know Pajemski's had some nice games recently, but just to see a 19-year-old rookie who was drafted 19th overall a few months ago, like, ahead of you in the pecking order when it doesn't feel like Kaminga was good two games ago in the Clippers game, like really good. I mean, Kerr said it was the best, his best game yeah. of the season. So then to see Pajemski ahead of you off the bench, uh, yeah, I'm sure that stinks. So my Listen, point is like Pajemski has yeah. played 30 minutes back to back already in his career. Kaminga has yet to do it. Is, He's never played 30 minutes. Really? That's It surprises me even during like that stretch last year. And by the way, when I talk about earned equity, like Kaminga was awesome when Wiggins, you know, would, did, you know was gone, was away oh, from yeah. the team for two months last year. He's part of the reason they got the sixth seed. It's part of the reason he didn't love the playoff bench. I mean, we thought when the playoffs started, he was in. That's how good he was playing. Well, he, <laughs> he, like, actually, yeah, he actually was. If you actually, you know, he played like in that King series. If you look at game one, game two, game three, it was like eight minutes, 10 minutes, 30. You know, they were trying to squeeze him in and, and reward him. But the fact was, Wiggins was back. Peyton was back. They got down 2 0. They panicked. Alex Lynn was out playing them. And it's just, they just scrapped the Kaminga thing. And then, I don't know. But the, the, the problem, the difficulty is, and. You, you got to keep in mind, like th- these young players they're bringing in, like it, it's just different. Like that that whole kind of seniority thing don't really fly as much when you're not producing. So the 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 difficulty they're running into, and they're gonna have to deal with with these young people. Like I mean, Moody probably Moody probably feels the same way. He just handles it differently, and and this goes back to even Jordan Poole. They're starting there's this trend among youngsters where you're telling them to wait, you're telling them they have to earn this thing. Meanwhile, the 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 veterans have to have this ability to just not play well and, and get minutes and guarantee their minutes, all based on some allegiance to what used to be. And it's it's just hard for young players to like you can get it to a point, but it's like how how long do they get to play poorly and be guaranteed minutes? It it violates 
the ethos of what they're about. And we're saying like Steph is, is a lot, Draymond is a lot. That's not based on the fact that they won four championships. That's based on the fact that they still produce, right? Yeah. So it's not like it's not like Steph is getting. I mean, he he'll have a bad game here and there, but he's still a productive player perennially, you know. So it's like it, it's just a t- it's tough messaging to say, yeah, man, you get to just keep doing that thing that you keep messing up, and you get minutes. Meanwhile, if you haven't played a certain number of time, or if you wasn't part of those championship times, like your margin for error is so small. Like it, you get it as a rookie. There's a stuff, certain amount you got to take second year. You got it. But once you start getting a year three, four, you got contracts on the line. Like it just feels a bit unfair. I could see it being like, yo, that's not even right. <laughs> like these dudes are, they are playing terribly and they just are guaranteed minutes. Like I don't think it's good for the psyche of the team, but I also don't think it's good for winning. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I thought Kerr had a somewhat revealing quote to it was to your question last night in the middle of his press conference where he basically admitted, like, it might be time to to explore elsewhere, and he even mentioned the starting lineup. And now he's really trying to get that starting lineup going, partly because, it, I mean, look, two seasons ago, or so I get, like, wanting to reestablish that as, like, kind of like the championship backbone, but... Uh, you broke out a bit. You said two seasons ago, then you broke out. Two seasons ago, it was the, you know, two playoffs ago, it was the best lineup in basketball. Last season, it was still kind of remained that. So I get, I get wanting to, you know, keep that as the cha- or establish that as the championship backbone, but it's just not there. Looney's not playing that well. Teams are defending them differently because Wiggins isn't shooting it. They, they can throw extra attention at, at Clay and Steph. And that lineup's just not working. They were minus eight last night against the Blazers. They're minus 25 for the season. Um, you know, he has adjusted it at times. The second Clippers game, because of the way Ty Lue was defending him, he went to Dario Saric instead of Looney. Um, maybe, you know, that's an adjusted rotation. It's Saric on, on some nights instead of Looney. And then, you know, maybe it's Kamingo over Looney off the bench and you go smaller. Um, there's various things I think you can do. Uh, but I'm just saying that because I do think last night, to your question, he kind of revealed that, it's it's maybe towards the end of the line of this idea of like you just have to have that established starting lineup. And he revealed his mind too. He's like, yo, I'm trying to be patient with these guys. <laughs> like he knows and like I know people are gonna rail against that. They probably already are. But the philosophy makes sense. What he's talking about makes sense. If Clay is struggling it's probably exacerbating Clay's issues if he's spending more time on the bench, if he's got these long breaks between when he when he comes back in. I mean, we see it with Steph all the time, right? It's like, how long are you going to sit Steph? These rhythm players who need looks, who need the flow, you don't want them spending this crazy amount of time on the bench. That's why he's saying it's hard to play 10 guys because now you want a couple of those guys, maybe one or two, to play with the second unit. Because if you're playing the first six minutes of the quarter, if you're getting six minutes a quarter, playing 24 minutes, you're sitting for very long stretches. It's hard to get a rhythm that way. It's hard to find your comfort zone. So you're seeing them put Clay back into the second unit or going with Wiggins. Like, so that's what Kerr's talking about. It's hard to play 10 guys and those guys at the top of the rotation being able to develop their rhythm. And it's true. It is difficult. That's why come playoffs, when you're not pulling guys, the rotations shrink. Because you're playing your best guys through it all. So it makes sense what he's doing. 
They just don't have the room for error to wait for these guys. And I'm not saying they shouldn't play. I'm not even saying they shouldn't start. I'm just saying they're not good enough to be telling Jonathan Kaminga, you, you're out right now. It's like, nah, man, everybody's in play. And if you're not playing well, your minutes are going to be affected. And that goes for everybody, even which, Steph. Which, but Steph yes, is which, playing well, right? You don't have to yeah, give yeah. him charity minutes. No, you don't. Um, which, by the way, I thought last night the second half was coached that Oh, way, yeah. Oh, where, yeah. you know, you go out of your rotation early to obviously get coming in, but also – Clay has sat for a long time to open the fourth. Usually he would open with that second unit, but he was not shooting it well. He didn't come back in. You know, I thought there was like a level of urgency to 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 the way they coached the second half last night. And then there's an admission, you know, you mentioned a post game, not just from Steve, but from some of the players of like, yeah, this is just, you know, it's kind of what it, it, it might have to be. And we'll see. It's going to be up to them to show it. It's, they are only, you know, 21 games into the season, so it is it is still early. But they also mentioned 20 is the sample size of, like, yeah, it might be time to change if it's not working. But also, look what they have coming up, right? Like, if you're struggling with the Blazers, it don't bode well for going to Oklahoma City for, you know, I forgot who they got coming up. They got another Clippers game, right? They got Phoenix again. Yeah, it's their road trip. OKC, Phoenix, Clippers, which would be tough. Marcus, I'm going to get us out of here soon, but do you have any uh, – yeah, i got to go on to another pod actually right now, but do you have any uh, deeper, bigger thoughts to take us out? Yeah, I do. I have one bigger thought. Like, I find it, like, incredibly heartbreaking and disrespectful that you will leave a pod with me to go to somebody else. So, you know what? I don't even want to talk anymore. I thought we were – This is a nice little live room. Gets, you know, people – you know, the conversation <laughs> they wanted to hear. They can read the story I got up on the site. I believe Marcus Thompson's got a story coming soon. Look out for that. Um, and uh, maybe we'll do a live room after the Oklahoma City game. Would you, would you be would you be open to that? Hey, man, as long as I'm at the house chilling, we good. Yes. Okay. I'm Sounds good. I'm, I'm trying to commit to a, to a live room after the Thunder game. So – Hopefully, y'all get that. I mean, as long as you can make time for me, if you don't have other pods to go to, then well, I'm we, good. you know what, I got to go on tampering. But Evan Wash <laughs> is coming on to talk about the in-season tournament. So, uh, yeah, you and then I got to get tampering. to Oklahoma City. There you go. Okay, good. All right, peace. <laughs> All right, later. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.